welcome to the Pioneer Valley Church of Christ podcast. Here we will have a collection of sermons, conversations, and other inspirational material to help you grow in your walk with God. We hope you enjoy. Oh, what a morning. Got a lot to do here moving forward. We got a baptism coming up. Isn't that exciting? Oh, so good. So good. Uh, We've got quite a few people here. I'm going to miss a few, and I'm so sorry if I do, but I just wanted to make sure I I, uh, acknowledge some faces that I've seen uh, and just uh, lifted them up. You know, we have have a, a new couple here in the Pioneer Valley. Did you guys know that? Where is it? Where are the Caswells? Where are the Caswells? There they are. Wyatt and Zoe. And Cody right in the middle. Oh, so awkward. So awkward. So I want it understood though, Cody Cody's there because Zoe needs to come up and, and you know, say, this is a mere convenience for her serving us. So we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Um, we also have um, Asia Stevens. Where is Asia? Asia, could you stand up? There she is. Asia approached me yesterday. I t- she had a mask on. I totally didn't recognize her. She took her mask off. I totally didn't recognize her. And, I'm like, and then my daughter goes, Asia's here. I'm like, wait a second. And sure enough, it's great to have you, Asia. Um, and also, straight out of Compton, we have uh, Lacey uh, over here. Stand on up, Lacey. Lacey Compton, I always have that song. Whenever I think about them, that song goes into my head. Yeah. Jonathan, we miss you. Thank you for sending Lacey. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Um, we've, got, we've got a lesson we've got to get through here. And uh, hopefully this lesson will edify, build you up, and encourage you. But before we get to it, it's called Negative Space, so you can put that down in your notes and you can open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 14, which will be the scripture we're speaking from. But before we get there, I want you guys to notice something. As a church, one of the things we're trying to do is we're trying to give our, 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 our community not just representation, but a place at the table. Uh, we want people to, to have a voice to be able to speak and be able to acknowledge j- just their, the, where they come from, where their, their culture is, and wh- what speaks to their heart. And, and, and today you may have noticed a lot of songs in Spanish, right? Notice that? And, and so many of you are sitting there going, thank you. Many of you may be sitting there going, wait, I don't, I don't know this. This song isn't moving my heart. And some of us are sitting there bringing our friends and going, they don't speak Spanish, Sergeant. Can we do English? And I, can't, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But I'd ask you to consider this. I'd ask you to consider this. We as a church are not intended to be comfortable. That was never the intent. We as a church were intended to serve and give to our community. Yes. 
And if a few songs serve and give to our community, and, and I don't know if you know this, and this is where I would encourage you if you are an English speaker, go to a country where they don't speak English. Stay there for a week because you will sit there and your radar will be open to any English word out there. When I was in India, I was sitting there and, and I, was, I was sitting in a room with 35, 40 people. It was a medical room. We were all sitting there and everyone's speaking Hindi. And I'm sitting there and it, you know, it just kind of becomes a, a, a tone in the background. And then, like a light out of the darkness, came an English voice speaking English. And my head went up. And I'm like, who is that that speaks English? I don't even care. I'm going to go sit next to you and talk to you. Because there is, there is something about the language that speaks to the heart. And so when they sing oceans in Spanish, it hits our brothers and sisters whose native tongue is Spanish in such a special way. Can we as a church and as a community allow that to happen? Permit, that, permit this, this service to serve our brothers and sisters. I'm hoping that we can truly be that Acts chapter 2 church that comes together. And we're fighting for that. We're not perfect, but we're fighting for it. Amen. All right. I was, uh, I was in the back with Ryan, and, and uh, I, 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 I asked Ryan, I go, Ryan, can you guys do something? He goes, Sajin, you can ask for anything you want right now. <laughs> what are they going to do, fire you? <laughs> and, uh, and I thought, that's a good point. That's a really good point. He goes, you could preach for three hours. What, nobody's going to say anything. And I'm like, well, 1130's out the window. Um, amen. The title of my lesson, Negative Space. Negative Space. I just learned this concept a few weeks ago. I want to show you guys something. Uh, can we bring up the logo? Okay. What's that logo? FedEx. And so did you know that this logo is ingenious, not because of the words you see, not because of the positive space, but because of the negative space that's being used? Who can tell me what, what is consuming the negative space? The arrow. Who sees the arrow? Raise your hand. Don't feel bad if you don't. Don't feel bad if you don't. OK. See? Right there. If I had a pointer between the E and the X. Between the E and the X, that's called, that's called negative space. And so it's really neat. It's subliminal. It's kind of under. Uh, and, and what they're trying to do is they're trying to get you to go under, remember them, but then also remember their purpose. They, they send stuff. Now, if, when you see it, that's all you can see. The Fed and the X kind of disappear, but all you see is the negative space and, and, the, and the arrow pointing. Who sees it now? All right, if you don't see it, I'm so sorry. This sermon might be tough. But trust me, there's an arrow there. Do we have an electronic pointer? Can someone point it out? Is there one up here? Michael has it. All right, Michael will point it. As we turn there, okay, so Brian will. Brian, you can do it from back there. You don't need me. See? The arrow. 
Oh, the majority of people who raised their hands didn't. Oh, they're like, that's not what I was looking at. <laughs> I'm glad we did that. Okay, let's turn our Bibles to Matthew 14. We're going to include this concept in our message. Amen? Matthew chapter 14, verse 22. The Bible says, immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat, go ahead of him to the other side. I want us to note something. Jesus tells his disciples, get in the boat, go. Okay, we just read that, Sajin. Why are you telling? Because we miss it. Jesus is sending them, and he's not going with them. Where is he sending them to? Right into a storm while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up to the mountainside to him, by himself to pray. Later in that night, he was there all alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Who sent them there? Jesus did. Jesus did. And so many of us think Christianity is this time of ease where things will just be simple for us. Okay. Like things should just go our way. And there's a sense of a Christian entitlement that we carry into the spiritual realm that whenever some level of opposition comes at us, we're like, what are you doing, God? How dare you, God? Do you know who I am? And we forget who he is. We forget who he is. And so if there's certain opposition in your life, it doesn't mean you're a bad person. It doesn't mean you are paying the consequences for your sin. Jesus may be sending you there because he has something for you to learn. He has something that he needs you to grasp so that you can now go into the world and you can serve in ways you never thought possible. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Verse 25, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. Okay, they're in the middle of a storm, but what terrifies them? Jesus walking on the water. water. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. Now, I, I, I think it's really important to understand the cultural perspective here, and I want to take a moment just to explain it. The cultural perspective of water within, within uh, the Hebrew mindset is chaos. If you go back to Genesis chapter 1, chaos was there. Yeah, and, and it was it, it, chaos. The, the Lord hovered over the waters. Uh, and that, that wa those waters were chaos. And chaos, what is that? That which cannot be controlled. And so if you go through the history of the Israelite nation, you will notice nobody ever walked on water. What did they do? They separated the water and walked on solid land. That's what they did. There was an ancient prophecy, though, in Job chapter 10, that, that prophecy spoke that the Lord would walk on water. We're going to get to that. But so when they saw this, this, this image on the water, they were absolutely terrified because of what it might imply. But I want you to notice the storm did not frighten them. It was Jesus walking on water that frightened them. It was what took them aback. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. The disciples, when they saw him walking in the water, where they were terrified. It's a ghost they cried, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked 
on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand, caught him. You of little faith, he said, why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down, and those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. Wow. What a story. What a scripture. What a lesson. Here they are sent into the storm. Here they are. God comes out and one man, one person says, Jesus, is that you? If it's you, I don't even know what came over him. But you got to understand the cultural, the cultural and social concepts he had to overcome to make this happen. He's a fisherman. Do you know how many bodies he's seen taken by this water? He's been on the water for hours and hours at a time. Bodies bloated, coming up to the surface, washing onto the beach. He's seen it all. He knows how crazy this can be. And yet, in the middle of a storm, from his safe place, he says, Lord, if it's you, if it's you, I want to come out. Too many of us, too many just Christians in general, we, we set up camp in our boats. We set up little pictures. We say our, our boats are safe places. And we don't endeavor to step out. And, and, the, and the Bible t- says there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. It's the negative space. Okay, so today I want to look at This has been an episode of the Pioneer Valley Church of Christ podcast. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.pioneervalleycoc.org.